This is Political Junkies with Brian Howie and London Thomas. Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome back to Political Junkies, the podcast for those hooked on politics. Uh, she's back. I am. She's back again. Again, she is. <laughs> she was so good the last couple times episodes that we're like, oh, we're just going to give her a, a permanent spot, even though she didn't agree to that yet. Yeah, she's the legendary <laughs> Las Vegas nightlife queen, proud mom, Sin City party royalty, common sense advocate. She was very reasonable last time she was here, so we thought we'd have her back. Kaliko Moquin, how are you? I'm good, Brian. How are you doing? I'm glad we lured you back. Yes. And uh, at even upping our hair game even more. <laughs> she's a curious thinker. Vegas insider, keen social observer, Becky Desmoni. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Did I get that name right? Yes. Good enough. Look at that hair. <laughs> that is that heavy? Is it's just is it wet? When it gets wet, is it heavy? <laughs> that is a lot of hair. Um, I I don't really think of it in terms of like weight because I've had it literally my whole entire life, so it's just grown with me and I adapt to it. So not trying to age you too much, but you during the me. during the the uh, hair 80s. band, the eighties, the where all the guys like, where do you do your hair? That's the hair I want. Oh uh, well, the sad thing is that in the eighties, I was extremely out of style because <laughs> I couldn't have the bangs because when I cut bangs, they actually turn into like pubic looking hair for yeah. lack of a better term so I think that's the technical term yes. <laughs> so i was very out of style it was a very hard it made high school even harder for me really but now i have a few fans for it yeah guys the metal guys would pay top dollar for that hair now they would now they would um all right here's what i want to talk about today or i want to lead off today in the absence of um trustworthy verifiable information a lot of alternative information, conspiracy theories, a lot of stuff gets filled in because people don't have things that they can trust. So they're like, oh, I'm gonna seek other answers and you're getting answers from everywhere. How do we balance questioning everything with, I don't know if I trust anything? And how do we sort of balance that back and forth, doing our own homework, asking our own questions, doing all the things we can do, and then being like, well, that sounds reasonable because we can't trust. And I'm not just talking about um, any one particular thing. I'm talking about everything now. How do we deal with, I need to ask questions without being like, I don't trust anything? Becky. It's a fine line. Can yeah, it we... is a fine line. It's a scary Becky line. questions everything. <laughs> I... I over-question everything, and then when I read it and I feel like I found the truth, I question that also. Who is that article bought by? Who? What funding came behind that article? What was their agenda with that article? With sources that I find legit, like I left Google looking at two years ago now, and now I'm on DuckDuckGo, and they have been bought now by Bing, I want to say, so I'm like, okay, that's no longer useful well, anymore. Now you're back to Bing, and they're Which, all going to end up part of Google anyway which is all bought and paid for information. And can we start with the fact of where the term conspiracy theory even came from? Where did it come from? It came from um, John F. Kennedy's murder, his assassination. Yeah. The people that were questioning things like, this does not add up, this does not make sense, the agenda that you're feeding us, those, they were labeled conspiracy theorists to debunk them, so they were thought to be crazy and 
Because a lot society. of things didn't add up. And that had sort of turned into almost, I want to say lighthearted, but like a fun parlor game to talk about. If you brought up the Kennedy assassination at a dinner party, people are not going to throw things. People are going to, mm -hmm. you can really throw out pretty much anything and people are going to be like, that's an interesting perspective because everybody believes that not, that's not airtight no matter which side of it you believe. But now, if you have an opinion something, if you have a perspective, if you want to question something, and just say you post it on social media. People are first going to say, where did you get the yeah. link from? Cite your sources. And then they're going to assess the source before they assess the information. Yeah. So the information is automatically going to be debunked based on the source, which is crazy. Yeah. But I think today, too, that everyone will almost just say something is debunked if they don't agree with it. Like, you can post something and it can be your view and you can find uh, a view that counters that by pretty much published by almost anybody so you know becky and i've had a lot of conversations about vaccinations and a lot of these studies that come out you know saying oh vaccines are completely safe are funded by Merck and by these big by farm by big big pharma big corporations so you know you can say well yes they say that vaccines are safe but then you're going to find something that completely contradicts it and you could go back and forth for months on this <laughs> yeah you can find any information that you want now that will support whatever exactly. you want mm -hmm. to believe and this was a, a problem with COVID all along that you would hear people saying oh i trust the science well no you trust that Their particular science, science yeah. that you subscribe to because of this this and this a lot of people um you know not to throw dr fauci under the bus but a lot of people only like fauci because they feel like he doesn't like trump and they don't really care about what he's saying or why he's saying it. They're just like, he's the guy who I think deep down doesn't agree with Trump. So then they're debunking all other scientists or all other science that don't necessarily fit a certain narrative. So now we're at the point where almost nothing, you could say the water's wet. And five people be like, no, I read this blog and it's not wet. We can't have any conversations anymore. Like it's really gotten out of hand. And then age comes into it also. So the people that are dealing with COVID now might not have even been alive to deal with Fauci with the AIDS epidemic. So they don't know the history. They just see Fauci now and they don't know everything that happened in the 80s with him. That's a good point. So you bring that up. Age. Dr. Fauci admits openly that back during the height of the AIDS crisis, they had to fudge a little bit of the PR on it to make people believe that everybody was the equal risk for this in order to get the funding, in order to get people seriously. That's a noble reason to lie, I suppose, but it still wasn't quite the truth. And so he he and, and, and Dr. Burks both came out of that era where not everything was quite of uh, it, up to sp speed. That was a noble reason to lie. However, he was still lying. So that's... Yeah. Our opinion, it was noble. His opinion, it was noble. But when we don't agree with his noble opinion, yeah. and he's still lying. Right. He's, or... he, you know, admitting it's like when he came out later and he said, well, I was lying about the masks because uh, I didn't want the hospitals which to run around, no which is also a lie. <laughs> that, that's like a double yeah. lie, because you didn't believe that then. You don't believe that now you're coming up with a lie to cover like a mm -hmm. different lie you don't believe in the masks is, is really his thing. He never has believed in it. Yeah. And, and so so even people that we like, I, I think I like him, I respect his work, we don't trust it. If you do trust it, somebody over here is gonna be like, I have a source for this. So you're left to a position of doing your own homework, but even that is a rabbit hole. And then with technology <laughs> in addition to it, I can go online and post an article and now I'm a journalist. That's right, everybody, Bam. you know. Uh, because people say that to me all the time. Well, 
who are you to say anything about anything? You're not a scientist. And I'm like, well, theoretically, I'm a journalist. Yeah. Because I'm somebody asking questions and then relaying information. So theoretically, you brought up, like, I'm off Google. What does that mean? So have you, like, when you search on Google? Yeah. It's literally you're living in the matrix when you go through searches like Google. Right. They will direct you, like, what is the best coffee shop in Vegas? Right. Poll is their opinion or who has paid them or who has paid to have their search at the top. So they're going to say coffee, bean and tea is the best coffee in Vegas. And that's where you're going to go. That is why they say you're living in the matrix because we are going where they are directing us with their money and who is paying for us to go where. So you then say, I'm not I'm going to go to a clean search engine that might not have as many coffee shops. Always looking for the cleanest search engine. See, I had an experience. I don't know if, if you've been to China anytime recently. Never. They have no Google. And they have their own version. And it's frustrating <laughs> where you can't use Google over there um, because they block it. So I'm like, oh, I need to find the best um, Chinese food in Shanghai. I should probably ask a local. But I'm, <laughs> you know, so it's like, well, how do I trust Bing? Or how do I trust? So even now, you know, a lot of um, right wing people are moving off of Twitter, and they're moving on to um, par, uh, Parler. Parler. Are you on Parler? I don't know how no, to say it. No, because but. I don't try. Then I'm like, it's, it's such a slippery slope that then I feel like if I'm, I'm in there, then I'm only with one perspective. Uh-huh. So I don't mind being in the place because the noise doesn't get to me the way yeah. it gets to some people. A lot of people are on there because they don't want to deal with the alternative perspective. I'm in the alternative perspective business, so I don't really mind it. But I get it. You keep, you know, unraveling and unraveling, and then you're out there on an island with your own thoughts, which is probably healthier, I guess. Are you on there? No, I've considered um, starting one, but I feel the same way as you. I didn't want to go on this on Parlor if it was going to be mostly right-winged individuals. I like seeing different views and, um, you know, opening my mind to different opinions. And I, you're not going to have that if you're on a completely right-wing platform or a left-wing platform. That's what I love about you. Right, and I, I agree. And, uh, you know, some people only watch MSNBC, or yeah. they only watch Fox News, or they only do this. And I think in order to to sort of speak uh, intelligently and eloquently on any of this, you have to absorb it totally. all, and you have to at least have a percentage of what you believe come from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. If you're only like, I can't believe this because this didn't come from my official source, then I don't think you really know what you believe. You're just believing what other people believe. It's not healthy, I don't feel, to not question your own beliefs also and to check yourself as much as everything else. And I also feel that people are leaving Twitter to go to Parler not as much to get out of um, everything that, uh, that Twitter has, but to leave the censorship. That is a big deal, the censorship. That's why I... Myself, that's why I have Parler also, mm-hmm. is to try to find something that's not so censored. Twitter is so heavily censored that you can't get any real... But isn't there going yeah. to be a point where uh, Parler becomes bastardized because they're going to have enough users that there's going to be enough money, and once you include enough money, there's going to be, at the very least, influences that are going to come in, and they're going to be like, try yeah. and tune that part down, that there's such this window of time. And all of this stems back for most of us at least, to uh, religion. And a lot of us were 
brought up to believe whatever religion our parents were that this was what you need to believe and so our our training is based into this is right and this is wrong and everything else and as adults this is all sort of the same mindset you know i was raised catholic and i didn't you don't question that till you're like 18 and you're like wait what what is this but as children you're still sort of trained to believe what you are told and not question it and once you grow up and you start questioning things well again then you start unraveling if you question everything i don't know if you can believe anything <laughs> you know that's the hole that i'm in yeah. you're, you're in the i don't believe anything mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. You brought up the vax thing, uh, and there's a there's a, you know one side that is just anti-vax, and I I don't want any of it, and there's another side that like just as give me as many shots as possible. I don't trust anything, and sort of the common sense of it would be like, okay, what is this vaccine for? Is there another yes. way I could go about this? And you know, so I see, you know, I don't think you should lump in you know polio shot with flu shot, you know. You need to study polio. I get it. I know. <laughs> polio is really bad, but I mean. No, the vaccine is. I know, but when do I get that? Do I get the vaccine? Did I have it at two? Like, what's the polio vaccine? Do we all get it at two years old or something? It, the standard vaccine schedule, yes. So when we're kids, we get it? Yes. And everybody gets it? Yes. Can you turn well, down the polio or is there no more polio? You, as of right now, in certain states, you can turn it down. Not in every state. And so it depends. Pre-1985, you had about six to eight vaccines. Now the current schedule is 87 vaccines for our children. 87? So, correct. So it depends what years you grew up with the vaccine schedule. When, um, when you travel to certain countries, you have to have vaccines. Not any. I've traveled throughout the world and... I've done it vaccine-free. Have you? There's a lot of places where you have to, to show your immunization. I know. See, that's the thing. They're that's like, you better problem. get this because you don't want to get that. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> but it, that might be nothing, and I might just be getting some crazy vaccine. Correct. And that's how they do it with everything. That's politics now. Is politics teaching us anything or making us feel safe, or are they just scaring us into one way or another? That's what vaccine industry what, did. They scare you. What made the ramp up? Was it strictly financial? What made it be from six to, did the science ramp up? What made us quadruple or 10 times In our vaccines? In 1985, it got passed by Ronald Reagan that none of the big farm corporations, Merck, Pfizer, none of them could be sued for any vaccine injury whatsoever. And that was it? So if my child has an adverse vaccine reaction, mm -hmm. I cannot sue. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, and this is true. And it's um, the, the vaccine injury court that they have right now. So if you do have a child that's injured by a vaccine or you get injured by a vaccine, you have to go through the vaccine injury court to get compensation for it. And there's, they've paid out millions of dollars. And they yes. have. And, and, the, and that's not something that the news will cover that they'll talk how about. Can it's you censored, in yeah. fact. How can you prove a vaccine did anything? Uh, I, well, I think as a parent, first of all, you're going to notice a big difference in your child if they are fine one day and you take them to get their two-month checkup and then they're having seizures on the way home. You know, you are obviously going to know that that vaccine did something to them and it's not a coincidence. And that's the argument on the side of science right now is like, oh, well, it must just be coincidence. Oh, your child's autistic when they got their year and a half shot. Oh, that, that's a coincidence. And, and that's what they're well, saying yeah, right now. Well, it would be now. tough to prove because a kid is different at three than they are at eight and who knows how yeah. they're going to turn out. I think that's a hard lawsuit well, to win, but I don't know. Everything that these people get an adverse, like any very vaccine adverse reaction is listed as a side effect on the insert. They don't tell you that. 
Death is a vaccine side effect listed on the insert. Well, that's a shitty side effect. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a gamble. So you're a mom. Mm -hmm. Are you a mom? I am. Okay, so you're both moms. Mm. Um, You you take your kids for your shots at what? At three. What is the uh, no, standard they, they first start, batch? They start at two months. They oh, start at two months? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. hepatitis B starts at five hours old. Yeah, they and they, five they, hours? they do, actually. Five I, hours. I think so the kid has no chance shot. to sort of make it in the world without some shot well, stuck and in them? let's think about it. Hepatitis B. Like, how is that child getting hepatitis B? Has it been with a hooker or done... Well, they would have gotten it from the mother. Correct. Okay, you would think they have... Some, you would think you know, they would just test the mom... Because you look at you look at the Before animal you look the at baby. the animal kingdom the the giraffe comes out of the mom and he's walking in like forty five seconds or he's got to figure it mm-hmm. out you know birds are trying to fly well the, the babies the way we handle it's years before we let them do anything on their own it's very strange <laughs> but so it's 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 that quick the first vaccine and that's Hep B yes and why is just why because they just assume that for the safety of the child that. Either the father could have been cheating on the mother during the pregnancy and brought hepatitis B to her, right. or she could have been doing things that caused hepatitis B. Now the baby has it, and they make more money by vaccinating the baby rather than just testing the mother for it. But if the baby, if the mother had it, the baby would already have it. So how does the vaccine help? Um, that science, I don't know. Okay. That's can we get a doctor me. in here? Yeah, right. But then we can't even trust the doctor because you could get, <laughs> I, you know, that's the whole thing. You could get 10 doctors to tell me this yeah. and 10 doctors to tell me that. Oh. And is that an American thing or is that a global thing? American. It's an American thing. And I'm not saying that other countries don't do it or right. do do it, but there are differences in other countries. There's differences in state by state. Do we vaccinate more as Americans than than? most countries are we heavy vaxxers or are we are not we vaccinate earlier than most countries and it makes a dramatic difference with the blood-brain barrier things like that i am not a doctor like for the record um but i'm also not sponsored by big farm so you'll get more of an honest answer but you could be on cnn and they'll say dr so-and-so and you find out they're a podiatrist Right. You know, <laughs> so or it's you, like, they're a good guest. Or you could be like Bill Gates on every news network now that has no medical yeah. degree giving medical advice. Oh, that's funny yeah. you brought up Bill Gates because I was just about to bring up Bill Gates. <laughs> now, why is Bill Gates, he's very wealthy. Uh, he clearly does not need the crap. Why is he the poster child for all things Vax evil? Because he has donated money to everything. That's his agenda. Vaccines are his baby, his agenda. Right, but I don't know why. But, but it, it, why would there be a sinister motive to that? It seems like a huge pain in the ass. It seems like he's taking on a big problem that if he was just a rich guy, I'd be like, I don't need... Because that's why somebody's like, well, why doesn't Jeff Bezos give away more money? And he probably is looking at Gates and be like, I don't want any part of that shit. You know, I'll just keep it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, well, I don't think there's any denying <laughs> that vaccines are one of the greatest medical discoveries of our time. You know, and I can see why he he is like so involved. But you know, there's two sides to this debate. And I always say it's it's a very gray area. It's not black or white because, yes, vaccines. Um, I I think they are needed to an extent. You know, when we were kids, we had vaccines. There's no problem. But I don't think we need 87 vaccines. Yeah, I didn't know they were up to. So, you know, but there's people, you know, I used to be really, really left. And and my first awe moment with with the left was when I questioned vaccines. And I even told Becky that the left reminds me almost of a religious cult. Like they're very welcoming. And and, science is their God. And, um, you know, we're progressive and uh, we're accepting of everybody but the second you disagree with them on something right 
all hell breaks loose. Oh, and, and, I and I never noticed that until I, I watched the movie Vaxxed and I've had questions of vaccines and I posted something on Facebook, just something like, oh, has anyone seen the documentary Vax? And it was just, that's been debunked. That's not true. That guy's a fraud. You have a, you have a tin hat on for questioning well, it. Like, it's just, it just nonstop bowling for like days. I think I deleted the post. I was like, yeah, Holy I mean, shit. it is something <laughs> that, uh, you know, the, the thing that was always, um, sort of warned that was going to tear this country apart was always uh, Roe v. Wade. It was always the abortion issue that was always the boogeyman of that. Was, and that really didn't happen. And that, that's really the vax thing is the thing that people are really passionate. If you're if you're a total anti-vaxxer, you are seen as a child murderer yeah. in a lot of in, in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. If you are very pro-vax, you're somehow um, you know, financially politically aligned with some thing it's almost like there's no middle like i don't get the flu shot i've never gotten the flu i think i'm fine without it people i know get the flu shot or people who are sick all the time i don't know i get why you would need certain vaccinations i get but but the the conversation that needs to be had more is we are certainly over vaxxing but you can't have that conversation rationally without yeah. people retreating to the far corners and the I think that's where you start. Like, are we over-vaxxing? You know, the people now, and you brought up the, the politics of it, people are like, I'm not going out of the house until I get a vaccine. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, here's a vaccine. And you're like, where did that vaccine come? Oh, yeah. Does now Trump like that vaccine? Trump's that's vaccine a, now. Like, I'm not getting Trump's know, vaccine. Like, and then uh, we talked about on a prior podcast, oh, you don't want the Russian vaccine? I don't want this. So it's yeah. like, are you waiting for a vaccine? Or are you waiting for a politically aligned vaccine? vaccine? Do you want a Merck vaccine? Like, it... People are so ridiculous with every layer of this. It's gotten out of hand. Well, it's pretty ironic that the majority of these people that are, I don't want a Trump vaccine, so not are the people that push back against anti-vaxxers. But now you're kind of turning into an anti-vaxxer. So you now you're questioning vaccines. So now it is so we strange. can question or them. Or they're like, I'm going to wait. Well, you're going to wait a month. It's going to be the same vaccine. <laughs> like you either want it or you don't want it. Uh, you know, uh, not to get off on a little bit of tangent here, but this, you know, people say as of this recording, 200,000 people have died uh, of COVID. And the, the, the scream that people get is they could have been prevented. Well, in the, uh, you know, 10 years prior to this, 23 million people died. A lot of those could have been prevented mm -hmm. with better education, government influence, better personal responsibility. Yes. All of that. It's not like... These are the only ones that nobody, everybody fucked up on or didn't fuck up on. There's a giant pile of shit over here that if we just taught our five-year-olds better, a lot of more people would be alive, you know? Yeah, well, I think a lot of it, too, is just, um, you know, a lot of people who have died from COVID have been very obese. You know, I'm not trying to fat shame people, but, you know, I think you have to take a you certain have to wear amount a mask in McDonald's. of accountability for your health. <laughs> and, you know, you, if you're I'm gonna say, if you're if you're 300 pounds and, and you have diabetes and you're unhealthy and then you get COVID, I don't think you can necessarily say you, you died of COVID. You know, you died with COVID. Well, I, I know that's a thing, too. And then so then people get extreme. Well, this many people. Well, this many people. Well, every life matters. Well, if every life matters, then what about those lives? And then it's not a we cannot have productive conversations anymore because people have too much access to information, mm -hmm. which is good, and too much access to perspective, which is also yeah, but good. But I think the message should be, you know, you've got to look at the data and see like how many people are dying because they live an unhealthy lifestyle. And it, then it needs to be 
you know, you need to exercise more, you need to eat better. There's no one that's coming out publicly, like, hammering that into Americans, saying, like, you're going to get sick if you do not take care of yourself. Well, there's so many rabbit holes that we can go down. So every, like you're saying, every category, well, this life matters, this life matters. The problem with our situation right now in America, I find, is that people identify themselves as what, as what victim group they belong in. That's their identity right the now. The victimization. Right. Yes. And so I don't feel that COVID is a pandemic as in a virus. It's a pandemic to realize how unhealthy we are as Americans. Almost every death that came from COVID happened because of something that was in you or, or lifestyle before you got the COVID. Mm-hmm. Either you already had some medical condition or you already read, led some lifestyle. Again, there are so, some exceptions, so don't email me like the 26-year-old triathlete that happened. <laughs> but you could say that about anything. Yeah. There's plenty of flu people who ended up needing heart transplants because the virus did damage. Like The outlier tends to lead the narrative. That's another thing. So people believe, no, I read about some four-year-old who dropped dead and that, that you know, all of these so things. So let's shut down the country for that person. I know. There's <laughs> there's so much info. We have access to more information than ever before. We have access to more bad information than ever before. And we are left to, as I, I started here, the conspiracy theory whole has been filled in by, I'm going to fill it in with whatever I want to fill in because we can't trust anything. So you spend how many? What is the what is your Google alternative now? What is your bastard Google now? <laughs> My stepchild Google yeah. is DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. I don't even know what. The, I've like never the, even heard of it. Like I've heard it. So there's. Are they like? It's my third to Bing. I don't know what they're in line for. Because back in the day, back back in the day, back when we were kids in the early days of the interwebs, you know, we had like Yahoo was a search engine and (laughs) Alta Vista and Ask Jeeves, and and we had like ten ten different things that were like. That's how you find LimeWire. And (laughs) and people would would recommend. They're like, you know, where I find the best stuff on this. And then somewhere along the line, the big Google foot came down, and. You know, we have to Google has made our life easier in a lot of ways. I'm old enough to remember where we had to go down to the library and look shit up. My my seven year old's (laughs) using Google now for like everything. Like and and Surrey, she's like asking Surrey answers to her homework. (laughs) Yeah, I I brought that up the other day. I'm like, what did we do if we didn't know something? Did we and people like you just didn't care. You had encyclopedias. Yeah, we had encyclopedias and then you'd wait for the new ones to come out. But like, what was the name of that guy who was on the Texas Rangers last year? And some would be like, I don't know. And then that would be the end of the conversation yeah. and we would go yeah, talk about totally. something else. Yeah. Now it's like, hold so on, weird. let me look that up. And you can do that about everything now that that we're both looking for inf- we're not necessarily looking for information to get an answer. We're looking for information that's gonna validate the question that we oh, had. Oh, we're in like the arguing on Facebook and like before we like put a rebuttal, we're like Googling what we're, what we're gonna say. It's crazy. <laughs> but you have to because you have to have a link ready. Yeah. Because people are ready to, you know, I need your site sort. Like your I, I need the sources. Yeah. Has it been? And then you get a source, and they're like, "Well, that hasn't been peer reviewed." The layperson <laughs> never said the word peer reviewed in their life before 2020. It has gotten ridiculous. Dinner parties now, and people are starting, I think, to come back to them. But even over the last couple of years, are just a landmine of what you can and cannot talk about. Where it's no longer like fun banter, or it's no longer, "Oh, get out of here, you're crazy." It's people walking out yeah. and taking their wine with them. Yep. No, <laughs> it, it, it happens. It, it, it happens. It does. Um, 
so how long, when did you become sort of, I'm going to look into, are they the third biggest search engine behind Bing and Google? I don't know what the list of search engines are. I need to know this. I, can, can, where you're going to have to if, if I, go that. If I, if I search for a list of search engines, it's only going to give me the one I want. This is such a, this is such a conundrum here. Um, and they have all the information. Are they pulling their shit from Google? They must. Well, I can search the same thing on Google and then go to DuckDuckGo and search it and I will get different answers. I've done it before. I will get different answers. But you can search something on Google in a different state and get different answers. Correct. So I think you got to trust. That's scary. I, you know. And you can do that on Twitter, too. You can go to different countries and the trends will be different. I know. There are. So right. what got you? Was there something that you're like, I am... They gave me too many coffee, bean, and tea leaves. I am out on Google. <laughs> was there one thing that triggered, like, I'm going to look for an alternative? Um, I don't there remember if there was... I think it was just how easily you can, like, as a business, I myself can go onto Google and pay for mine to be at the top of the search. It's not that I'm better. It's not that I'm right. It's that I paid for it. Right. So you realize sort of you, the Google sausage gets made and it's dishonest results. Yeah. I mean, you pay for the SEO mm -hmm. and all that. Um, you're still Google full time? Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even know this was like a thing. So I mean, because I have like dabbled in I make Bing jokes sometimes. I'm like, oh yeah, I looked at it, I found it on Bing and people don't even Bing is so far down that most people don't yeah. even get the joke. You know? And they're number two. They were they Bing was Bill Gates' baby, right? Isn't Bing mm. Microsoft? I don't know, probably. I think it was. Yes? Well, I I'm skipped looking, I'm Bing. Looking, I skipped vote? Bing. Bing fell out of the Microsoft tree, that? right? Yeah. So Bing is Bill Gates, so I don't know. Well, then I'm definitely not using Bing. But whoever's behind uh, Duck, Duck, Goose, what is it? <laughs> duck, Duck, Go? Did you not have a childhood? Duck, Duck, Go. Duck, Duck, Go. <laughs> um, that uh, you got to figure out, well, who's behind that? And are they only right. going to give me this? And that's we can't ask honest questions and get an answer. We cannot have conversations that might be, this is a problem. This is a huge problem. It's a big problem. Are kids like this or is it just adults? <laughs> is there do you notice it in kids? I don't know how old your kids are. Seven and nine. Okay. That's an age where I think you should notice the way they talk to each other. Is there adult level bickering? I would notice that if they weren't at home alone for school. Well before, <laughs> last year. Did you notice that kids um talk to each other differently or it's just that's not something you notice? Are nine-year-olds no. bickering the way adults are? My children aren't. Like, yeah, my, my children aren't. But, I mean, mine, well, one doesn't speak, and the other is, um, she just turned eight, so. Oh, so well, they're not on Facebook yet. So I think that's, that's yeah. the answer, probably. Yeah. Is that's where it starts. And our kids are still kids where, like, this child on the playground is my new best friend for the next hour. Yeah. That's well, our kids and they're still. also in the same room with them. It's. Yeah. A lot easier to get into fights with people when you're not in the same room with them yeah. and you're not going to get punched. And our school is so anti-bullying that they're not allowed to even look at someone wrong. Well, that's not good either. It's they need not. to be looked at wrong. Mm -hmm. yep. That helps you grow up. Do they have dodgeball? I know. Is dodgeball well, out? Well, I'm a firm believer that playground <laughs> rule, like your experience on the playground, is yeah. a big help in life. It is scary, though, to think of just, you know, we have all these adults in the... A lot of us are guilty of it. We spend all this time on Facebook or any social media platform arguing all day. Some people can get really nasty, and you know that is going to pass down to children. It does. So you it, know, it's it's just I I feel like some adults just need to to watch it. And I you know I try to watch myself 
on Facebook if I get really upset about something to try not to take it personally. I know the second it hits me emotionally and I want to say something mean, like I have to check myself because. Well, that's another just, thing. We're isolating. We're isolating ourselves in a in a bubble. We're isolating our children. They're not getting. They're not playing in the dirt. They're not getting the yeah. germs. Um, they're not like, there's so many repercussions of all of this. And we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it. Five years from now, we're going to, um, so that's one of the questions that I wanted to get to that I was going to ask you. Five years from now, we will look back on 2020, the COVID part of it, and think what? And by the way, if you're looking at this five years from now, this is not an ascot. This is a mask and that I they made think, us wear. This is in the time capsule. This is something we I had think to wear. We'll realize how much time we wasted arguing over it, where none of us actually had the answers to anything. So we'll remember the argument uh, fondly. We'll be better. Yeah. You know, it's just I, I see people today who are like, forming Facebook groups about let's open the bars who basically blocked me back in March when I was like, maybe we shouldn't shut the bars down. I mean, COVID is way more prevalent now than it was back in March. We have far more cases, but yet these people are, are now finally catching up and they're on the same page as, oh, maybe it's not oh, the best thing an, to I shut know, everything down. A lot down. of people have come around. Um, I've gone from anti-mask to pro-mask to anti-mask. I've gone back and forth 10 times too. So if anyone wants to search my history, <laughs> I concede. I don't fucking know anything either. Five years from in 2025, we're going to look back on the 2020 uh, eight-month period and think what? We were, we were right. We should have known. What I the hope, fuck were we doing? I think that we're going to find out that we did not need to shut down. And we still have a lot to play out to see. And I think we're going to find out that this was a lot about the election. Yeah, I think, so. I, I think we're going to find out a lot of everything we thought about it was wrong. And... Um, I don't know. And where did it come or, but, from? Or maybe but something will be so that's... much bigger in 2023 that we'll be like, oh, we were so innocent in 2020. <laughs> oh, you know, that's Could you imagine asking for 2020 it. back again? Like, are we, well, that's sort of my, my next question off of this. In 2021, are we going to be more freaked out by any virus that comes around? Or are people going to be like, we survived that and we're not going to take it as seriously? Well, I don't even think, I mean, I might get a lot of heat for saying this, but it's on the level of deadly viruses that it's that deadly so well i know that's like, coming out too but are we going to be right. faster to lock down because we're a freaked out society just, are we going to be more like when flu comes up are we gonna, are we going to go mass because there's a, a you know a recidivism is that when people go back to jail that a lot of people go back to jail because they did the time and they survived yeah. it and they're like oh it's mm -hmm. no it's not as scary to them anymore because mm -hmm. they're like oh i did it and i didn't mm -hmm. die so are we more uh likely to be like oh uh, we'll lock down like we did in 2020 i remember that it was fine i think we're going to be just as divided if not more because you're going to have the people that are so reliant on the government and medicine and everything for their health that if something else comes back around they're going to be running for that and then you're going to have people that went so far away from that during mm -hmm. 2020 that they're like i'm, I'm going to do with this myself we're going to be more divided yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I agree. And I think it also just has to do with how deadly it is. I mean, you have a, a virus that kills 50% of the people who get For it. For stepping over dead bodies then, then at that then point. Then, like, or the, like the 1918 pandemic, that was, that was a lot more serious. Yeah, there were bodies like. in the streets. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, if you have something on that level, then, then it needs to be looked at differently than, than COVID-19. Do you know there's a whole conspiracy theory about the Spanish flu and vaccines? 
No, I do not. That's because a whole I'm not on DuckDuckGov. I, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go on that rabbit hole. But there have been other pandemics since then. I don't know why we choose the 102-year-old one as the example. There was one in 1957. There was one in 1968. And we don't pay any attention, though. It's all because about, we didn't have social here's media. what we did 102 years <laughs> yeah. ago. I think yeah. they're related to that because the Spanish flu is when they mandated masks. Right, but that has nothing to do with the type of virus it was. Well, it really has nothing in common. It's about like that was the mask. We're not thing. asking for logic. Uh, oh, I get that. <laughs> and a lot of people want to, you know, um, put the polarization at the feet of Trump. It goes way back before this. I yeah. think it, where this country really started to dial it up again was the uh, small time frame between the the bush gore election which was contested and the iraq war time which was a thing that came up that people were had not been pro or against something in a long long time and ever since then no matter what uh, you know regime is the word i'll use move up has been increasingly polarized and a lot of that is because people have not just information they have the ability to express their opinion in ways that have never done before this used to be twice a year you get a dinner party and you'd be like oh i didn't know john and lucy think that way yeah well now you know before you go to the dinner party and you come prepared with articles yeah <laughs> And it's just this mom mentality, too, and people just make you out to be this horrible person. People that don't even know you just because you disagree with them on something. You know, with, when COVID hit, it was if you questioned it, you wanted people dead. Like, that's the, basically what everyone would say. Like, I would post something like, I'm not sure if the lockdown is the best thing that we could do. You know, maybe there's other ways. Maybe we just have a mask and, um, you know, do 50% capacity. Oh, you want people dead. And then the same people who are like, you want people dead are out holding signs for social injustice like the, next week. It's like... The worst thing like, about the left crazy. is their inability to see that how intolerant they are yes. of other perspectives when the there's nose. when they preach that we are the inclusive you're only inclusive so far as they agree with whatever narrative you're trying to sell yeah. um which is which is a problem yeah which i i always you know my mom now is she's very far left and i told her this i go just do try this just put something on social media that doesn't agree with them just just anything i'm like mom i know you're not pro vaccine put something that you're not pro vaccine on, on social media and just watch how attacked you are she has yet to do this but i'm i challenge anyone who is on the left to do that and see the reaction now if you are on the right and you post something you might have people bantering with you back and forth but you're not going to have or they'll just ignore it they're just going to ignore it they, they might say their opinion but they're not going to block you they're not going to not invite you to christmas they're not, you know, it's just it just doesn't happen the same way that this like it's a leftist mob is what they call it now and it, and i have really noticed that first with my vaccine post then with anti-covid then questioning the hypocrisy between you have to stay inside or you're going to kill people and then gathering in groups of sixty thousand people I know. for to, for the protest which I, I get why they're doing it but that's beside the point mm -hmm. and it's and, not about the protest it's yeah, about and, and the gathering just, right we're, ga we're gathering post. here protesting yes. a political and it's junkies, just, it's just what we're doing. <laughs> they will make you out to be this horrible, horrible person. And they don't even know you. It's just, mm -hmm. that's just... Like, did you see that Roe versus Wade? I made a post on Facebook about the true history of Roe versus Wade, how the abortion never happened and um, how she was never raped. And we had the Supreme Court decision going off of it. And I was like, this does not reflect my abortion opinion. Like... I know in bold you letters even because I didn't want to deal with an a Facebook argument. I was like, this is just history. You can say that they'll still argue with you. <laughs> I know. And people should, still people should look, yeah. look that up. People should do their own. I mean, that stuff is a real court case and you can really do the research on it. That's um, all right. We asked most of our guests this. 
the craziest conspiracy theory that you believe. Oh. That you believe that you're like, you know what, I'm in on that one. Um, is, well, what if science backs it up? Is it still a conspiracy theory? Sure. The one that you think people are going to be like, wow, that's out on the Vaccines fringes. cause autism. So you're hanging with that one. 110%. You and Jenny McCarthy out on vaccine I have pictures Island. of me crying, hugging her when I <laughs> met her. I've seen those photos. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's would, a, a lot of people do believe that, though. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know enough about it to, to comment on it either mm -hmm. way. Um, you're all in on that. 110%. And what's your the craziest conspiracy theory that you're like, you know what, I think I believe that. Uh, my thing with conspiracies is, you know, I don't know if they're true, but what am I to say they're not true? Right. So That's a reasonable <laughs> approach to life. You know, that's I like to, and I will question conspiracies, and then people will label me a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, I'm just questioning Question. why there are literally thousands of people who actually think this way. Like, there there has to be something, you know, where, there, where there's smoke, there's fire. So you're just kind of trying to follow that smoke to see if there's really a fire there. It's not that you actually believe it's there. So. And most of the time okay. with the theories, we'd rather be wrong. Yeah. I would rather yeah, be I wrong so. about it. Yes. So um, as far as conspiracy theories, I I wouldn't say I believe one of them because I, I don't know if they're true or not. Right. But I think some things, you know, ha have some weight to them. I, I think the, the whole 9-11 one were... It's um, a good one. You know, the, that building seven. Hey, I brought up the collapsed. moon landing, but I was like not entirely sure. You know, I, just, I, can get I always just believed what the story we were told was. You know, the planes at the building and they collapsed. But now, like really looking into it, like why did building seven collapse? Does anyone really have My 9 11 question is there just, I don't know why there isn't more footage of the Pentagon one. Where is the plane in the Pentagon? I was right, I spent like I know. an hour it's looking the most at secure, uh, seeing um, where the plane it, is. It's the most secure uh, city in the world. There's, you know, we had a hundred videos of it going into the World Trade Center. There's not, a, there's one very blurry thing. The hair salon that Pelosi was at has better footage. Yeah, I than agree with that. The uh, I have a yeah. new conspiracy theory that I just stumbled upon, but I'm all in on it, and that is that Stevie Wonder is not really blind. And a lot of Wait, people, where, there's why, a lot of evidence that? to it. You look that up on Duck Duck Go. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people who know him or have been around him, and they're like, he's driven the car, he recognizes me on the street, that he's he's playing us a little it's bit. It's like a million... Was yeah. Million, million, million. He's, not, he's not totally blind. Like, oh. he's he's able to... That's why he's able to get all the hot girls. Yeah. Which he, he's not, always with hot girls. Yeah. And yeah. it shouldn't matter. <laughs> right? right? You right. look into that one. That's, uh, that's a all good right. point. Um, because this is political junkies, we're going to ask one more political question. What change should we make about our how we vote, if any? Is there anything you're like, you know what, we should do this instead? Oh, um, you know, I'm a big, I'm big on the side that we need to show identification to vote. Yeah, I do, I do agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. A change that you think we should make? Um, I'm not so much on thinking identification is important, but I am really skeptical skeptical about this mail-in voting just because it's never been done before. And this is such an important election. It's like, this isn't the time to test it out. Like I'm on the side where if it's not safe to go vote, which I yeah. think it is safe to go vote, but if yeah. people are going to say it's not safe to go vote, then the election should be postponed until it's safe to go vote. How much is a stamp? Do you know? 
Do you like know? 35 cents? No. Right? I know it's not that, I but know. I don't know. How I much is a stamp? I think it's like 55 cents. Does anybody here know duck, duck, how much a stamp is? <laughs> Isn't that weird? We don't, we don't fucking know. And suddenly we're mailing experts. Right. Yeah. For a dying, for a dying 50, industry. I, I know. We're like, well, plus who even checks our mailbox all the time? Who That's buys my it? point. It's crazy, though, that mm -hmm. most people aren't going to get that right. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. there's... You know, I have a, a girl that was 20 years old living with me last year. She doesn't anymore, but the mail still comes to my house. I mean, how many kids were living with their parents that moved out and the mail still going to their house? That can vote. You know, she can actually drive so over you could to mail get that her ballot in. from me. You could mail that in for her or with your vote? Or I could mail it for her, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, I probably could. It's just, it's so messed it's up. It's my conspiracy it's, mind. It's, it's messy. It's so messy. I think that we should be able to yes. um, vote online, but I think it should be also tied to your tax return. I think that if you... Uh, made money and you file a tax return, then you have the right to vote. So what if you don't file? Online. If you didn't have an mm -hmm. income or whatever, then it's whatever you ha you had to do to file for unemployment or whatever. You Whatever of, of, of those, we have an answer, it's 55, 55 cents. But that was on, off of Google, so I don't know if that's Okay, okay. <laughs> it's 55 cents. It's only 40 on Bing. <laughs> um, I think that you have to go through as big a pain in the ass as you do on, on your tax return to that will give you your right to vote. That's incentive if you really care about it that much to do something or to apply for whatever benefits you're getting. Then you complete that. Then you get the right to vote. If you're not willing to do any of those things, you shouldn't just be able to walk up no ID and, and vote. Sorry. That's my opinion. Uh, okay, one more thing for both of you. The thing that you regret or the thing that you're like, you know what, I was wrong about that in your life. Something either you regret or something you're like, or something, or something, yeah, or any of them that you're like, you know what, oh my God, I was so wrong about that. Um, <laughs> you want to go first, Cakes? I feel like I just thought about this the other day. This is something I was wrong about. Um, <laughs> that one thing. You're like, you know what, thing. this is what he was talking about. I have no, so many. I, I, I see like a lot of my posts on social media when the Facebook reminds you of something you posted like this many years ago. And yeah. I'm like, I can't believe I fucking thought that. You know, I don't know if it's like one thing in particular, but I'm, I feel like I'm reminded all the time and I'm, my views are always changing just um, however much I'm educating myself or opening my mind up to somebody else mm -hmm. and somebody else has to say. So I feel like I'm wrong about a lot of things and I don't have a problem admitting that I'm wrong. Yeah. So I'm, I might be wrong about well, anything I said today. So well, <laughs> then throw it out there. We need to hear one thing. Don't just be like, yeah, I'm, I admit I'm wrong. You're going to like, I was wrong about this or I regret this. Um, I was wrong about, uh, my stance on firearms. Um, it, every time there was a mass shooting, I was probably the first one to go on and say that anyone who supports the second amendment is killing children. That was just, it was just, uh, I, I think I've said some really horrible things to people too, that were trying to defend it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I still, um, think that semi-automatic rifles and, her, what are, that, what are they, machine, machine guns, or whatever. They, machine guns, okay. the things that look like machine <laughs> yeah, guns. Yeah, like military-grade weapons yeah. don't necessarily have a place in the society, but now I'm more open to the conversation about, you know, why the Second Amendment exists. I think that people do need it for protection. Um, I think that unless we were just going to ban everything, there's no point in just banning some of it. Um, and uh, I really think that... Um, that especially what we're seeing, you know, with COVID now and, and just um, there a possible government overthrow that that people really need it for their protection. And I read about what's going on in Venezuela, too, where um, what the like government came in to Venezuela and 
You know what I'm talking about? Well, no, I'm not on Venezuelan Google. Venezuela's I'm not familiar mess. With that. I don't yeah, know it's, far just, it's just I know. A, it's just a mess yeah. right now, just with the with the government, with the government control. control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think with, that I think that people need need guns for protection. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the basis of the Second Amendment. Good. Yeah. All right. And now you got to go. You were wrong about, or you regret what? I regret my prenatal care with my first child that I fixed with my second child. That led to like I left too much of it. Um, in standard medical practice, mm-hmm. and it led to problems, and I should have had more of it in my control. Again, that's a learning life experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no way to know. That's a good one. But you too. have a lot of regret with that as a mother. You only get one shot at it. Yeah. Um, I regretted thinking that the uh, six feet apart thing was was bad. I fucking love it now. <laughs> oh my God. A grocery store? <laughs> we should never go back to... Are you one of those people who say, like yells at somebody if they're not uh, six feet apart? No, but I yell at somebody if they put 11 things down on the 10 or under. I fucking yell <laughs> all of that time. I'm like, yeah, I see 11. There's 11 what's, on what's, there. What's the man's uh, word for Karen? What do we call yeah, it? Oh, we I, need I one. I will yeah. rat you out if you have a dozen things. <laughs> um, yeah, I, there's a lot of circumstance where we should be distanced from each other and uh, and it's just fine. Um, this was fun. Thank you for having me. Any hair mm-hmm. tips for the rest of us? It's, you have to have the genetics. That's it? There's I'm nothing sorry. we can do? You're like, too bad, fuck I you, I win? put water in it and this happens. And uh, should we give me wa- one thing. How it's many my t- one how thing. How many? Should we wash it more or less? Less. Less. Always less. Always, always less. less. Who knew? Always less. Dirty uh, is in. All right. Uh, final thought mm-hmm. or hair tips? Uh, Beauty tips for us? <laughs> uh, beauty tips. Uh, somebody asked me the other day um, how I look as young as I look. I don't think I do. I but saw that. Yeah, you um, do. But you I, do. I do think that um, having fun and prioritizing having fun and going out is a big secret to it. Um, you know, I'm 38 and I I still go out and have fun like I'm 25. And well, I, that's the key. Going I, out I, in I, Las I think... <laughs> Vegas will keep you youthful. I, I I live by that, so you have to prioritize. And she proves it. Yeah, go out, go out of that house. Uh, as far as us, like, share, subscribe, review to uh, Political Junkies in all the main platforms because it means a lot in the podcasting and YouTube uh, ecosystem. Uh, and we'll see you next time, Political right. Junkies. We're out.